0: home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chet.
1: Alright, thanks for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Uh, 806. Yeah, just talking about uh, the Eskimos uh, schedule this year. It is an uh, unusual one. Uh, look, the CFL does some funny things. Uh, I don't know if we ever talked about this, Kellen. Uh, we are the voice of the Edmonton Eskimos, mm-hmm. as you know. Yes. Uh, but you probably know this. We, we People probably know this. We weren't allowed to broadcast the Grey Cup game. That's right. Even yep. though the Eskimos were in it. We flat out were not allowed. Mm-hmm. All year long, we carry the Eskimos. All yep. through their losing seasons, carry the Eskimos. They yep. get back to the Grey Cup first time in 10 years. Yep.
0: We could do the West Final, but Jed's, we couldn't do the Jed's Grey Cup. not yeah.
1: allowed to carry the Grey Cup. Yeah. Uh, So what happened is obviously the national TV deal is with TSN. TSN Mm -hmm. shows every game.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And then for the Grey Cup, uh, it's on TSN radio. And they shut out the local broadcasters who've who've carried the games all year if it's not a TSN station. Right, yeah. So that's why we didn't have the game. Mm -hmm. And look, this is nothing against 1260 or the people who work there. It's not their decision. They're not involved for that. Good for Mm -hmm. them. Their station got to carry the game. But because there's a TSN station in Edmonton, um, even though 630 Chet has the rights, yeah. for the Eskimos, we weren't allowed to carry the Great Cup. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. That's why we didn't have it.
0: Yeah. That's it. There's not more we can add to that. That's Those are the facts.
1: That's yeah. it. So biggest, most important game of the year. Our station's there all year. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're not allowed to put the the Great Cup on.
0: Now that being said, I did think that Dave and Morley did it one heck of a job. Did a great with job. The pregame and a post. We were allowed to have a pregame night. show. Awesome. Allowed
1: to have a postgame show. Yep. We're allowed to broadcast from Winnipeg from the stadium during the game. Flat yep. out, we're not allowed to do it by the league. That's disappointing. You think they would mm-hmm. say, "Hey, all right, if you know, fine, we're going to put it on TSN stations, but the local broadcasters can, can do in those local in those thing, two yep. markets in the thing." Can still have their guys do the game. Mm-hmm. It's often what happens in football. That's what happened in the past. Yeah. We 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 weren't allowed. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that sucked for us. But that was how it went. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can also text us at six thirty six thirty. Quick look at your uh, scoreboard here. It is a rough one for the Edmonton Oil Kings in Brandon tonight. late in the second period, Brandon leading. It was 6-0 before uh, Pollock finally scored for the Oil Kings. NBA action tonight. The Raptors back at it after the All-Star break. And by the way, we got an interview with a young Edmontonian who got to go to the All-Star game. Really cool experience. The Bulls leading the Raptors 103-92, halfway through the fourth quarter. In the NHL tonight, the Canucks are up 2-1 on the Flames early in the second period. Late in the third, Flyers and Habs tied 2-2. Buffalo beating up Columbus 4-0. Robin Leonard. Trying to get into a fight tonight. Great photos of him going around the internet. Hurricanes over the Sharks 5-2. The Islanders blank the Devils 1-zip. On the weekend, the Kevin Cooey rink won the Alberta Provincial Curling Crown. The third for that rink is Mark Kennedy, a regular guest on this show. We love to have him. Mark, thanks for joining us. How are you doing?
0: I'm good, Reed. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you again. Yeah,
1: good to talk to you. Congratulations on the uh, provincial title. How many is this for for you now personally?
0: Uh, that's uh, my seventh one. Oh, my good. And how many with Cooey? Uh That's our second with Kevin.
1: Second with uh, with Kevin Cooey. With Cooey. So yeah, it, it, so seven. Talk about the the feeling of, of of winning it. How does the seventh one compare to the first one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it, it winning never gets old. Um, and this one was great because it was very challenging. You know, we ran into some stiff competition and really faced some adversity and had to dig out of it and we did it and, uh, that made it just that much sweeter.
1: Well, I love that you brought that up because whenever we talk, our, our, some of our conversations seem to always center around that, that part of it. And you've talked about it with some of the disappointments in, in your career too, but Tell me a little bit about going into the Alberta playdowns. We know how deep the field is. The, the physical and the mental preparation for that grind, knowing that even if you're ranked 1 or 2, the team ranked 10 or 11 or 12 could, could knock you off. I mean, to me, it seems like you're preparing for every game th- that it's probably going to go down to, to the 10th, one of the last stones thrown.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's our preparation now almost for every event we play. Um, And I think that's given us a good advantage going into these events. You know, the top-caliber teams we've been playing all year, you go into every game like that now. You know, you're going to have to be prepared to win and last rocks. Anybody can beat you. So it's a mind frame we've become pretty comfortable with, um, and that sets us up to succeed going into provincials. You know anyone can beat you. Everyone's going to play really good against you because we have a big target on our back, and we're going to have to perform our best to win. And if we don't, we lose. It's as simple as that. And it's really made it black and white for us going into every event.
1: Who has to establish, and I guess for lack of a better term, monitor that mindset? Does Kevin take the leadership there? Maybe your coach? Maybe if anybody on the rink, if they sense someone is is sagging a little bit? Who has to keep the, the motivation high all the well, time?
0: Well, the, the, I mean, the motivation's always high, um, always. We, we all want to win so bad. But the the, the mindset, um, you know, I've, I've everyone I've talked to, I've given a lot of credit to our coach, John Dunn. He is a sports psychologist. It's It's an area of the game that I haven't focused on very much in my younger days. Um, is the sport is the mental side of the game, and John's responsibility is to make sure that we're in a good mind frame all the time. Not good mind frame, but the right mind frame uh, that we're set up to succeed even in difficult situations. And that's been an area of the game that, uh, especially Ben and I, have grown a lot in the last couple of years. You know, you and I were just talking earlier about we were really good front runners for a long time. You know, we we beat teams up a lot. We went, we did a lot of. of event undefeated but when we faced a lot of adversity sometimes we didn't know how to deal with it and we got very emotional and negative and it impacted our performance and one of the keys that we focused on with this new team is is keeping that same mind frame and, and positive energy going all the time even during the losses even during the tough times it's really made us a stronger team and it's also made us very difficult to beat
1: well let me ask you this then as an offshoot of that comment would you say you enjoy playing close games? Or are you at the point where you you enjoy being pushed and
0: challenged? Well, you know, I'm I'm happy you asked the question um, because I'm starting to. I was I wasn't comfortable with it. That type of adversity can be very uncomfortable. Uh, and we, you know, in our discussions in the summertime, decided we wanted to be a team that became comfortable in the uncomfortable. So tight games, you know, very nerve wracking anxious situations. Let's make that our new normal and, and try our best to perform well under those conditions. Um, because for a while there, those types of feelings personally would bring out the worst in me. And and I'd start worried, being worried about losing and worried about missing and letting those negative feelings and emotions get in. So I've really tried to change that around personally and get, get comfortable in those tough situations and try to be a better player under tough conditions. Now, that doesn't happen overnight, but uh, it's a conscious thing that I'm always trying to work on, and and I know my teammates are, too.
1: Yeah, well said. Curler Mark Kennedy joining us third for the Kevin Cooey rink. They won Alberta last weekend, beating Charlie Thomas in the final, so they're going to the Bryan Ottawa uh, coming up on March 5th. Where does does patience factor into all this? And I guess maybe, uh, Mark, I'm referring to an in-game situation, and you know, knowing that it's okay to be tied after seven or or it's okay to be tied after, or, or down one after seven even, that there's a certain, you you know you're going to adhere to your game plan, your structure, and not go away from it, and that, that you can hang in there?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's crucial, especially these days, with the quality of teams. Sometimes you're going to play teams that they might not miss a shot for six or seven ends. Um, And you have two choices. You can either stay patient and stick to your game plan, or you get frustrated and you make impatient decisions and it costs you. Uh, So patience is a huge part of it. I I still think it's one of Kevin Cooey's greatest strengths is he's a very calm and patient guy. Uh, And he's done a good job at keeping us even-keeled in situations where you you start to get a little tight in the last three or four ends if, if the scoreboard isn't the way you want it to be. Um, so, and, and the BP Cup here in Camrose was, was a good example of that. We, we played some really hot teams and good skips, and we had to stay really patient. Uh, we ended up losing two games, but you know they went down to the extra end in Last Rock, and the only reason they went to Last Rock was because we managed to stay patient and stick to our game plan. So um, as you can imagine, when you're playing a sport that people call chess on ice, you, you really do have to be patient, but it's easier said than done.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, Mark, uh, great insight there, and in, it's how you guys have prepared and kept your mental game strong as well. Uh, now tell us about what happens between now and the 5th of March when you're going to hit the ice uh, in Ottawa. In, any more events? Is it hardcore practice? Obviously you got to worry about traveling. What's happening now for the rink?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't mind giving you a bit of an insight. Um, you know, we all took a couple days off just to give the bodies a bit of a rest. We're not uh, spring chickens anymore. So A little bit of rest and then, uh, you know, try to get organized with families and tickets and hotel rooms and flights. That usually takes a couple days uh, going to a big event like this. Uh, And now we'll start focusing on some pretty heavy-duty practice and and getting the bodies feeling good. Uh, And then we'll get together for a two- or three-day training camp down in Calgary at our home club. uh, And then fly off to Ottawa on the Wednesday. And then we start curling on the Saturday. So uh, we got a pretty good plan ahead here, and, and you know coach has us on a pretty uh, strict routine to make sure that we're we're ready and prepared for probably the toughest Briar we 'll ever see
1: uh let me know a little bit about the field here uh i mean you you're, you can probably list some of the uh top guys better than, than i could I, I look I know when you go into a briar and you say who could win. The answer is often, well, anybody, um, because yeah, the field's but, so, so good. But give me some but, of the guys here.
0: Sure. I mean, that's, that's usually what people say, but it's not true. But in this case, there's <laughs> probably eight or nine teams that can win. Just about every favorite came out. So Jim Cotter came out of BC, uh, Steve Laycock out of Saskatchewan, Mike McEwen broke through in, in Manitoba, Glenn Howard's back for his 58th Breyer. um Jean-Michel Menard out of Quebec, Brad Gushu out of Newfoundland, Adam Casey out of PEI, um, Jamie Cooley out of the territory. So really the who's who out of every province has come out. Um, so it's going to be, oh, and Pat Simmons is still there, Team Canada defending champs. So there is not very many easy games, I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah, well, there never are, but I know you guys are prepared for them. Mark, it's always great talking sports and curling with you, so thanks for making time for us on Inside Sports. I know we'll be in touch uh, during the briar as well, so all the best and congratulations again on another Alberta win.
0: Thanks a lot, Reed. Anytime, good talking to you. Take care of yourself.
1: I will. That is Mark Kennedy checking in tonight. Love having him on the show. Very insightful young man, and I love what he was talking about there about Patience, uh, the mental strength, sticking with the game plan, not being rattled, being comfortable in close games. Sound like qualities that a team in Edmonton doesn't have? Kind of does to me. 818 780 496 0063 is the open line. You can text us at 630, 630. The Flames now ahead of the Canucks, 3 2, 12 minutes to go in the second period. Still ahead, a young man who got to be a junior reporter. At the NBA All-Star Game, a 10-year-old Edmontonian, we will meet Hussein Wade as Inside Sports continues here on 630 Chat.
0: You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chat.
1: All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. 8.22 is the time of the evening.
0: Friday night edition
1: of Inside Sports. Oh yeah, thanks for coming along to the ride. Walking Dead's back, eh? Kellen Kennedy, did you watch that show? Uh from time to time. I have been. How do you miss any? You got to watch every one. Uh, just time to time. I'm, uh, I'm doing uh, things I'm, uh, on Sunday night, man. Loyal. You have what? I'm doing things on Sunday night. Well, I don't always watch it on Sunday night. No. I tape it with my VHS and I watch it later. There Fast forward through the commercials. It's great. Uh, interesting episode on Sunday. A lot of carnage. Minor spoilers for people who haven't seen it, that, but that's all right. That, that's what I've heard is that. Yeah. A lot of carnage uh, on that n- Overall, not a good season. Mm. Uh, th- this episode, I would say, one of the better episodes in a week season. Hmm. It feels like the show is running out of ideas, but we'll see where they go. Mm-hmm. They're introducing a new villain very slowly. Gotcha. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I just want to make sure I say something. Neil Yakupov played well last night
2: you 're going to feel much better if you have a really good shift and start you just uh, you feel more confident and uh, you feel you, you, you can play the game and uh, you 'll be really really comfortable in the game so I think first first couple shots is important it doesn 't matter if you 're going to finish with a simple play in the wall or uh, you 're going to finish checking the four check or are you 're going to keep the puck in the offensive zone or you finish with a shot you know all the little details will help you to um, just stay alive for 60 minutes or even more during uh, the game. Oh, here's a turn of a free shot,
1: score! And board and Nail Yakupov need that! His first point of any kind in 10 games is his fifth goal of the year and it ties the game once again 2-2. Two two.
2: Yeah, I feel good. Uh, again, I really I had a lot of energy tonight and I was I was really going, and I think we played really good as a line.
1: Dry subtle able to win the drawback. High slot ripped off the post by Nail
2: Yakupov. I want to use my shot. You know, uh, I, I'd like to. Sh- I'd like to shoot everything. I think if if I shoot more, I'll get uh, more chances for for rebounds or for goals. So and I like to go for it all the
1: time. Lobbed ahead. Nail Yakupov's got a breakaway. Backhander denied. Rebound off the side of the net.
0: Yakupov yeah, had a very strong offensive. He sure did, didn't he? He had a good game all over. Good for him, good for us. Um, I like what I saw.
1: All right, Yak played well. Had a good game. That's that's all I'm going to say. He uh, he played well, finished his chance, uh, had had a couple other other chances, and uh, played with energy, played with focus, played with drive. Good game by Yakupov. Uh, overall, not good enough by the Oilers. They started the game well, uh, but man, they're, they're taking tons of penalties lately, which is kind of mind-boggling in itself because they're, they're not an overly uh, aggressive team. But, uh, I mean, they get themselves in trouble because they're out of position or they do silly things. And, uh, you know, two penalties in the first period, the Wild scored on both. Just, just too many problems popping up for this team. Too many areas of weakness, and you know it's funny what Mark Kennedy was saying. All the qualities he has developed as as a winning curler, as a member of you know a couple of successful rinks, I think all those qualities that he has worked on and honed and developed and, and realized are important. Are qualities the Oilers don't have, and qualities that, regardless of the sport or the strategy or the physical abilities required to play a sport, are are our uh, characteristics that you need, right? We are going to do what the coach tells us. We are going to work hard all the time. We are not going to get rattled. We're going to be patient. We're going to stick with what works. Uh, we're going to fight back when challenged, all, all those types of things. And Mark even said it earlier in his curling career. He they they said, I, I was a front runner. When things were going well, I was great. When things started to go wrong, I would too quickly get emotional, get down, get negative, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, and the Oilers haven't exhibited that ability as a team. I think some guys have it, but as a, as a team, it's not there. And, and, and reading about I mean, we read the, the Sports Illustrated article about the Super Bowl, the Denver Broncos, one of their philosophies was, you know what, sometimes we might get outplayed, but we never want to get outworked. Commit to the work. Commit to the work. Again, commit to the details. Commit to being tough. Commit to not folding your hand. Just haven't seen that. It's it's not a great roster. It's a highly flawed roster with holes that the GM is gonna to have to fix. But I still don't know if if we're seeing the maximum of what that roster could potentially give. Coming up to the 830 news, very special young man coming up between 830 and 9. You can text 630-630, phone number 780 63 Back in a couple.
0: This is Taylor Hoff and your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio
2: 630
1: Chet. What is the frequency, Kenneth? 6.30,
0: Chad. 6.30,
1: Chad, baby. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Hope you have a great weekend planned. It can include a little Oilers hockey on this station, as if you like Inside Sports, presented by AMA. Be listening tomorrow as the Oilers take on Jerome McGinley and the Colorado Avalanche. Pre-game at 6.30, puck drop at 8. AMA, safety and savings for your family. The Oilers... Uh, last in the Western Conference, twenty ninth in the league in terms of points, thirtieth when it comes to points percentage. Oh, they have some work to do. They have some work to do. Oh, uh, by the way, before I talk more about the the uh, the old hockey team, I'm going to see Deadpool tonight. All right. Have you seen it? No. Has anybody seen Deadpool? I've. Is it to go any see good? It. You can let me know. It's 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 doing well, is it not? Yes.
0: Um, trying to think exactly how well I don't think it's that. Star- if it's not at Star Wars level, it's creeping up on it. But money-wise or quality-wise, it can't uh, be making
1: that much money. Well, quality-wise, I think a lot of people are really happy with it. So, all right. Well, yeah. I'm going to find out tonight. There you go. Little Ryan Reynolds action. Canadian guy. Are you going to check it out like uh, as a normal movie, or are you doing the IMAX thing, or are you going ultra 3D? What you doing? Uh, I I don't know. It's not IMAX. I'm seeing it downtown. Oh, okay. Is it
0: in 3D? I don't even know. You can get it anywhere nowadays. You could probably watch it upside down if you wanted to. <laughs> well, just hanging from the I, ceiling. If I were a bat, yeah, that that's what that. I would do. If I, or,
1: or a vampire, perhaps. I, I could watch it upside down in my coffin while I napped. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kellen Kennedy, you are a classic <laughs> young man. You are a classic, young man. Mm. You work in the game tomorrow. I will be here tomorrow
0: night for the game. Yes. All
1: right, I will be at Rexall Place. We got the morning skate at uh, ten thirty. Oilers didn't skate today, so uh, no news today trade deadline coming up Monday February 29th that's in 10 days we'll have special coverage during the day for you right here on uh, on 6:30 Che the day after the oilers take on the New York Islanders at uh, Rexall place so the rest of the month they got the Avalanche senators then they're at the Kings and the Ducks and then Sunday the 28th they're home to the New York Islanders uh, yeah I mean it, it is uh, I, I if, if if you think I'm sounding uh, discouraged about the Oilers, uh, it's because I am Quite frankly. I mean, I was I was talking earlier about who's going to be on the team next year. Well, Connor McDavid will be on the team. I would think at least one of Hall, Everly, and Nugent Hopkins will be on the team. Maybe two of them. I don't think all three. I think Purcell's going to be traded soon. I think Schultz is going to be traded soon. Is Anton Lander going to be on the team? He's He's iffy. Uh, I mean, Secker and Talbot are going to be here. Nikitin's going to be gone. What's going to happen with Mark Fain? Is anybody going to take him at 3.6 for two more years? Or, they, or, or could the Oilers trade him and retain salary? Nurse, I think, very good chance to be here, unless somehow he was involved in a blockbuster. Clendenning, I doubt it. Davidson, I think, will be re-signed. Uh, Ferentz, I think, will be bought out. Griba, I think, will be re-signed. Clefbaum, I think, is here. You know, 85 percent unless he's part of a, a package. Corpikoski, is he gonna get bought out in the summer? Cassian, is he gonna get re signed? I don't know. Packer gonna be an RFA. I would think they would keep him or qualify him and keep him around. So But you gotta you gotta change large areas of the roster uh I mean but the contracts here are going to make some players difficult to move Benoit Pouliot is anybody going to want Benoit Pouliot for three years and four million dollars a year that's what he has left I think Latestu will be here but hopefully he's lower in the lineup I you know I, I wonder what happens with Hendricks he's got another year after this one at 1.85 could it could a contending team want him for some hard-working forward depth? And, and would Shirelli be willing to part with him? But it's it's going to be hard to change over large... Uh, I mean, what does Shirelli have? Eight new guys on opening day? Do you ha- can you have another eight new guys come this opening day? You'd only have four or five players left from the end of last year? I mean, and we counted McDavid as one of the new guys, obviously. It, it's not easy and as I, as i said earlier there there is not a lot on the farm for the Edmonton Oilers. but the but the only the, the three guys i would say with 100% certainty who are going to be back are McDavid, Sekera and Talbot. And then i think pretty good chance for Nurse and Clefbaum. 6 million dollar guys, they they won't all be gone, at least one will be gone. You know, i think probably Davidson and with some depth. So you're going to have to find a couple I think you got to find a couple defensemen and you got to find some middle six forwards. Because whoever whichever forwards you keep I mean if you keep one of Hall or Eberle, he plays with McDavid, right? Leon can play the wing or play forward. You'll you'll have kind of most of two top lines, but they got, they got to get I think they got to get guys for the second line, one or two that that forecheck better and they can get the puck to the net, and that's how they produce their points. That's how I look at that. Um, and, you know, there are probably trades out there that we can't even see coming, like Boyd Gordon for Lori Korpakoski, but more significant to the roster. That that's, that's really what Peter Shirelli needs to do. Jay says, I'm looking forward to what the Oilers in 16-17 will look like. This year is a wash except for player evaluation. I think that's a fair point. I mean, there were so many questions about the, the coaching the last couple of years, an inexperienced uh, general manager, all that kind of stuff. I, I still think Shirelli made a lot of changes. I, I know they have not translated into a higher position in the standings, and that's really unfortunate. But, you, you know, especially Schultz and Yakupov, I think you've learned a lot about. This texture says who comes back in Bakersfield. Read. Oh, well, I mean, some guys are under contract for more than this year. Lalejia, Maraz, Kyra, Reinhardt, Yakimov, Simpson, Gazdick's going to be an RFA. I, he probably doesn't get qualified. Osterley probably gets qualified. Tyler Pitlick, I bet you he doesn't get qualified. He's twenty-four. Martin Gurnat. Clinkhammer's a UFA. He'll be let go. Ryan Hamilton's a UFA. Brad Hunt, I I would doubt those guys are back, though maybe Hunt just gets signed for some depth. Other text to 630, 630. Uh, Jay says, Deadpool has done enough to already secure a sequel. Blair says, Deadpool made $135 million in the first weekend. Haven't seen it yet, but I'm going soon. Uh, Bobby's Your Uncle says, enjoy Ryan Reynolds' nether regions. Lots of weird nudeness. (laughs) It's not the appropriate word there, nudity. I don't know if nudeness is a word. Yeah. Well, it is rated R. It is now. Who cares? We'll let let Bobby's Your Uncle use it. it. It is rated R, so. Oz says, Deadpool is the best hero movie I've ever seen. Period. Mix of hilarious and intense. Wow. Enjoy. That is from Oz. Well, I'm excited. Now my expectations are through the roof. Uh, my favorite superhero movie, probably Spider-Man 2, with Doc Ock. From the original trilogy, which was then ruined by Spider-Man 3. Uh, really liked Spider-Man 2. It is 8:42 inside sports on 630 Chet. When we get back, a 10-year-old Edmontonian who earned his way to the NBA All-Star game. We have the story when we get back. <laughs>
0: You're listening to 6:30 Ted Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins.
3: Thanks for tuning in tonight,
1: 8:46. NBA tonight, Toronto Raptors lost 116 106 in Chicago to the Bulls. We got a uh, big basketball fan about to join us on the show. His name is Hussein Wade, and he got to have a very special basketball experience last weekend. Hussein, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you? I'm doing good. What about you? I am doing great. I'm really happy to talk to you. Thanks for making time for me. You're welcome. Okay. Now, uh, first of all, how old are you?
3: I'm 10 years old.
1: You're 10 years old and you live in Edmonton? Yes. Okay. Uh what school do you go to?
3: I go to a school called Macarthur.
1: Okay, perfect. Are you are you, a, do you do you do pretty good in school? Yes. Good for you. Work hard, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably tired of having adults tell you that, aren't you?
3: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay.
1: All right. Well, you just had a had a pretty cool experience. Why don't you tell everybody listening what you did last weekend?
3: Last weekend I interviewed a few players. These are the players. There were Tyler Ennis from the Milwaukee Pucks and Kelly Olynyk from the Boston Celtics, and they were both Canadians.
1: No, 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 tell but tell people where you were.
3: I was in Toronto at last weekend. Enjoying Toronto and I got chose to be there
1: and so this was all part of you going to the NBA all-star game Um, How did you get picked to to have this really cool opportunity?
3: I got picked by BMO Choosing I was there was top three and I was in the top three they were choosing They told me to read my story. I read to them and then I send them a video and then they called me over the phone, like you guys are doing right now too. And then they chose me, and they chose a girl too to go to the Toronto All Star Game.
1: Okay, so you you won a contest, basically. Yeah. To to be a, a reporter for the weekend.
3: Yep, I won oh. a contest.
1: Okay, perfect. So what what did you think when when you found out that you'd won and you were going to the All Star Weekend?
3: That Tuesday, they ta- uh They told me I was excited. When. I, after school, I ran to the office phone, called my dad, asked him, and then they, my dad told me I never won. So I got kind of sad, but I said, okay, and my dad told me I won. And then I ran outside, I saw my mom there, I told her that I won. I was so excited. I felt like time was going so slow.
1: That's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Now, are you a pretty big basketball fan? Is it your favorite sport?
3: Yes, basketball is my favorite sport, and I play it a lot. Are you good? Yes.
1: (laughs) What position do you play?
3: I like being a forward.
1: So do you play, uh, like, school basketball, or are you on a community team?
3: No, I go to my gym, and sometimes I battle someone. We play, like, one-on-one or three-on-three at YMCA. I go to Bahir.
1: Okay, perfect. Hussein Wade joining us on Inside Sports tonight. As as you heard him say, Edmonton kid. Won the opportunity to go to the NBA All-Star Game in Toronto and and uh, be a reporter. Uh, he mentioned a couple of the players that he interviewed. Who's your favorite basketball team and your favorite player?
3: My favorite basketball team is Cleveland Cavaliers, and my favorite basketball player is LeBron James.
1: Now, why would you, why would you tell me that? You you know I have an issue with LeBron James, right?
3: No, I never know. I never knew. <laughs>
1: Okay, uh, I just I didn't like the way he changed teams. Hussein. Now, did you like Miami before you liked Cleveland because he played there?
3: Yeah, I started to like Miami, and then when he came to Cleveland, I still liked Miami until I start start seeing that they start becoming an awesome team.
1: Okay, good stuff. Uh, no, did you meet any other players in Toronto besides Ennis and Olynyk?
3: No, but I met like a few college all star winners and a coach. Of the All-Star team, of oh. the Gatorade All-Star team.
1: Nice. Okay. So what, what was your favorite part of the weekend?
3: My favorite part, I think, was the All-Star game.
1: Where were your seats?
3: I was kind of far back, but I could still see it well.
1: There was a lot of scoring in that game, eh? Yeah.
3: Why don't Actually, there there's a lot of dunking.
1: Why don't they play more defense?
3: Uh, I think they're just trying to put on a show for kids.
1: Okay. So that worked for you then?
3: Yeah, that worked for me.
1: Okay, so what what have uh what if your friends at school said to you uh and, and think of you going on this trip?
3: They they felt like they they said nice job, they said how did you feel and I just said thanks for asking me those questions and I just felt good about my friends saying that.
1: Awesome stuff. Did you get uh you know, any any souvenirs or stuff like that to bring back?
3: Yeah, I got like a few souvenirs, like Maybe, uh, I got like a few basketball hats they got me that had the all-star.
1: Okay. I, that... got,
3: oh. I got some glasses and some shirts.
1: Awesome stuff. Well, it sounds like a fun experience. You're a very well-spoken young man, and uh, obviously, you know, through making the video and winning this contest... Um, you're, you're good at talking and interviewing people. Would you like to work in the media someday, or what's your goal?
3: My goal, I'm c- kind of thinking about being a reporter when I grow up, but before I was thinking about being a reporter, I wanted to be an NBA player.
1: Well, that's a perfect way to do it, play in the NBA, and then they'll hire you to work in the media for sure because you'll be an expert.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, maybe someday you could host Inside Sports. Would you like that? Yeah. Well, you're probably preferable to the current host. (laughs) So, (laughs) Hussein, this was great to talk to you. Uh, I'm glad you had this experience. Good for you, earning the right to, uh, to go to the game. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
3: I just wanted to say one thing. I really appreciate this opportunity, and I wanted to thank BMO for choosing me to be part of this.
1: Well said, Hussein. Have a great weekend.
3: You too. Thank you, Reed.
1: That is Hussein Wade. How about that interview? That kid's great. Ten years old, so he wins the contest. He goes to the NBA All-Star Game. He interviews Linux. He uh, interviews Ennis. He gets souvenirs. He watches the game. He enjoys the dunking. He says it was for kids. He loved it. His friends are talking to him at school about it. What a week for that kid! What a great interview. Hey, Kellen Kennedy. Great interview. He's he's not only is he better spoken than me at age ten, he's better spoken than me now. That was uh, great.
0: Now, now I got to ask around and find out what you were like at age ten. <laughs> well, imagine me.
1: Pretty much the same nerdy level, just younger. <laughs> just running around with
0: different I, comic books in each hand. I really
1: haven't changed, Kellen Kennedy. Okay. That's that's. <laughs> if you'd like to know what I was like at age ten, just imagine like I am now, just smaller. Did
0: you have the glasses back then,
1: or were you... I got glasses on my seventh birthday. Okay, so you Best did have them. Best birthday yeah. of my life. Oh yeah. Because I could, I could, I had, I couldn't see for a year. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, I remember uh, I, I was in—I uh, think it was in grade two—and I told the teacher I was like, "I—I I, I feel like I can't read the chalkboard. Like mm-hmm. things are—things uh, don't look right." And yeah. she says, "It's probably just the sun shining in on the chalkboard." Oh, yeah, I was like, sure. Okay, okay, whatever. That's uh, <laughs> no big deal. I was like, "I guess I just got to deal with—deal with the sun." Yeah. And then just kept. So, so I, I was... Well, I, I would have still been six. Mm. So I'm thinking, all right, well, this is... Uh, this is, you know, mm. you start thinking, all right, doing a little experiment in your head, test testing the teacher's theory. Is the sun shining on the chalkboard? No. Can I read it? No. Yeah. So I was able to rule out the sun. So I think finally I told my parents, and I was just like, yeah, I... I I, I didn't have this exact voice, but <laughs> I was like, I, I can't see. Both my parents have glasses, and they were like, yeah, you probably need glasses. You have to get your eyes examined. So uh, then I had glasses. How did we get out of this store? Anyway, Hussein wait? he was great. Uh, all right. This texture says, Reed, by the way, my name is R-E-I-D, not R-E-A-D. If you'd, if you'd misspell it R-E-E-D, I can live with that, but R-E-A-D. Come on. This is a different it's, type of read. It's too bad you've given up on Yakupov. If the Oilers don't want to play him, why don't they trade him? Well, maybe they will. I mean, I, I don't want to say that I've given up on Yakupov. It's just there's there's no there's no consistent of even average performance, and certainly not above average. Final look at the scoreboard tonight. The Flames are leading the Canucks 4-2 after two. The Islanders shut out the Devils 1-0. Hurricanes holding off the Sharks 5-2. Sabres blank the Blue Jackets 4-zip. The Canadians in a shootout 3-2 over the Philadelphia Flyers. It is a uh, tough one for the Edmonton Oil Kings tonight. They fell behind Brandon 6-0. 8-2 now for Brandon. Four minutes left in the third period. Raptors lost one 6 Canada's women's soccer team qualifying for the Olympics. They beat Costa Rica 3-1 today. Leafs forward Leo Komarov suspended three games. He elbowed Ryan McDonough last night. Thanks to our guests tonight. You heard from Hussein Wade, Mark Kennedy, Ed Hervey, Jay Onright. Anything you missed is on the Inside Sports page on 630ched.com. The studio producer this evening... The unforgettable Kellen Kennedy. Later, y'all. Oilers hockey tomorrow. We'll sign on with the face-off show at 6.30. The game against the Avalanche will start at 8 p.m. Back with Inside Sports 6 to 9 on Monday. Hope to talk to you then. My name is Reed Wilkins. Have a great weekend.
3: Just a boat out of the ocean. Up in the sky. Heaven's so close. Taking off your clothes. Taking off my clothes.